0: Hey friends, happy Easter week. My prayer is that you're finding a renewed sense of hope and meaning and really a spirit of celebration now that our Lenten observance has ended. I think it's safe to say we all ended up giving up a lot more for Lent this year than we anticipated. And for me, I feel some relief and a renewed sense of hope. Um, Now that we're entering a season where the focus is the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the hope and meaning that Christ's resurrection brings to our life and to our world, Easter is such a wonderful time to renew our faith. And when I say that, please don't misunderstand. This isn't the time to renew our idealistic vision of who we can be when we're trying really hard to be a good Christian or the time to renew our effort and to try a little harder, as if our laziness were the main culprit. And I'm not even saying it's a good time to renew our optimism and to look on the bright side of life. No, Easter is a wonderful time to renew our faith, our trust, our reliance, our rootedness, not in what God would have us do for Him, but rather in what God in Christ has done for us by rising from the dead and conquering sin and death and making us a new creation. And so for this week, our theme will be what I'll just call resurrection faith. And so let's start by hearing Mark's account of the resurrection and by looking at the experience of those women who went went to the tomb that first Easter morning. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 through 7. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices, so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed, for you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter... That he is going ahead of you to Galilee, there you will see him just as he told you. Here ends the reading. So often, whenever we think of faith or imagine people with a strong faith, we picture some superhuman quality that bubbles up in us as the Spirit of God makes us brave, bold, willing to dare and to fight and to conquer some obstacle be it an inner obstacle or an outer obstacle in the name of God. And I certainly can see that there are moments in life when such a faith seizes us. But of course, this type of faith, I'll call it a Red Bull faith, on the outside it's tough and convincing, but on the inside it's actually fragile and it's not very durable. Red Bull faith has its place, perhaps is a necessary stage we all pass through or a land we visit from time to time. But that high octane faith is not the normal stuff of the everyday Christian life. And that's why I love Mark's account of the resurrection. He has this great way of reminding us that a strong faith on our part is not a prerequisite or even a requirement for the grace of God to break into our life. Because the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is not about our faith, but about Jesus' faithfulness. And there is a big difference between the two. Because here's the thing, Mark is very clear. The women in today's gospel, they didn't venture to the tomb that first Easter morning filled with an overwhelming sense of faith. In fact, Mark goes out of his way to tell us that faith is precisely what all of Jesus' disciples lacked. The only reason they go to the tomb in the first place is to anoint Jesus' dead body with oils and spices, meaning that when they arrive at the tomb, they fully expect to find a corpse. Now, on the one hand, you might say, well, of course they did, but remember Three times before his death, Jesus spoke openly about how he had to die, but that on the third day he would be raised. To quote the young man dressed in white, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Just as he told you. The point being made isn't that the women in this passage have tons of faith. The point being made Is that they don't. And so when they get to the tomb, filled not with faith, but with fear and confusion and despair, they ask each other a question Who will roll away the stone for us? It was a large stone that stood between them and their Lord, and that stone was too heavy for them to move themselves. And so I think our exploration of resurrection faith begins with a very honest question. And that's, when have we asked that same question these women did? Or maybe, how are we asking it right now? Who on earth can roll away this stone? And to be clear, I'm not talking about a physical stone, but an emotional stone, a spiritual stone, a relational stone, a metaphorical, heavy something that threatened to stamp out your faith, something so overwhelming, so scary, so large that you knew you couldn't move it yourself. Jesus' death, metaphorically speaking, was that kind of stone for these women. They loved Jesus so much and had literally left everything to follow him. And so to lose Jesus in the most tragic of ways, that experience wasn't just heavy, it was crushing. And the four gospel accounts unanimously imply that it left all of Jesus' disciples with very little faith. And so, what in your life feels heavy at the moment? Is it the lack of freedom, the uncertainty about the future, a fear of getting sick? Or maybe your stone has nothing to do with the coronavirus. Maybe it's a sin you can't shake or a person you can't forgive, or a person who won't forgive you? Was there something that happened to you, or to someone you love, that hard as you try, you just cannot accept? Because as you listen to these words, I know that there is some stone that you carry, a heavy something that weighs you down, that makes faith hard. And so here's what I want to say about that. You are not alone. You may feel alone. The stones that weigh us down, they always make us feel alone, but that doesn't mean you are alone. Everyone has their stone. You see, there's a heaviness that we must all confront eventually, and the deepest question that the human heart will ever ask is always, who on earth can roll this massive stone away? Who can heal the pain? and open the tomb, and make right the million things in our world and in our life that have gone wrong. Who will roll away the stone? Perhaps you've heard it said, God helps those who help themselves. The meaning of Easter is precisely the exact opposite, that God saves and heals people who have no power to save and heal themselves, Because resurrection faith is not about our belief. No, it's the good news that Jesus Christ is alive and present in our life, even in seasons when, for whatever reason, we can't believe. When life beats us down, when the diagnosis crushes us, when the relationship can't be saved— when we're stuck in our house reading the same pessimistic news, when life makes us feel small and scared and uncertain, when our stone is just a bit too heavy. There's a great story about a young couple, and it was their first night at home with their second child. They had just left the hospital, and the moment they put the baby down for the night, their four-year-old son said to them very calmly, If you don't mind, I'd like to talk to my brother. And so the parents replied, Well, of course, you can talk to the baby whenever you want, but it's bedtime now. But the little boy pressed, No, I want to talk to my brother now. It's important. And if you don't mind, he said, the two of us need some privacy. I'd like to be alone with him for this conversation. And so surprised and a little curious, um, the parents let the little boy into the nursery and cupped their ears to the door, wondering What on earth he might say to his brother, which was only a few days old? And and this is what they heard. All right, quick, tell me where you came from. Quick, tell me who made you. And then the boy said this, please tell me I am beginning to forget. People will sometimes tell me they have no faith or that they have little faith. And I suppose that's possible, but much more likely in my experience as a pastor is that when someone tells me they've lost their faith, nine times out of 10, it's just that there's a huge stone weighing them down and they don't know how to deal with it or how to turn it over to God or how to reach out to another human being for help. And in time, that stone, it becomes so heavy that it makes them forget. Like that four-year-old boy, they forget where they've come from, and they forget that they were made in the image of a deeply generous and faithful God. Resurrection faith is a choice to remember. To remember that regardless of whatever stone we're carrying around at the moment, that in God's time and in God's way, that stone will be rolled away once and for all. For that is the meaning of the resurrection. And so that is my invitation to you this week, to remember. To remember that the God we know in Jesus Christ is generous and faithful. To remember that eye has not seen nor ear heard the wonderful things that God has in store and above all, to remember where we came from and to remember where we're going when this journey of life runs its course. Because the truth is, the strength of our faith, like our feelings, is very fickle. We go through seasons when our faith is strong and our fervor is high, and then there are other times in life when the most courageous thing we can do is just take another step and maybe breathe and reach out to someone we care about and admit that we need some help. But if Easter means anything, if the resurrection of the Son of God means anything, it's that our faith or how we feel on any given day, that this ultimately isn't what counts. No, what counts is the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, who overcame death in the grave, to reconcile an unbelieving world to himself. And so I don't know what stone you're lugging around today, and God only knows what stone any of us will be given to bear in the years to come. I do know that life is sometimes really hard and heavy, and so if for whatever reason that happens to be you today, I just want to say thank you for listening, your willingness to take these words to heart and to maybe say a little prayer when this episode ends, that faith is more than enough for God. Because if you do that enough, offering to God what you can, even if all you have to give God is your exhaustion and your doubt, but if you give that to God in faith, and if you make that choice enough over time, you might just get to see for yourself what the women in today's gospel did, that the stone has already been rolled back and that the tomb really is empty. Take my life and let it be consecrated Lord to ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my heart, it is thine own. It shall be